Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast, a special edition of the RFQ Refugees Podcast. We are joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, Griffin Yao. Griffin, welcome to the show. I'm calling you a legend already, man. Mm-hmm. Thank I'm you not- so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. One, one for the high praise and two for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Uh, I, I guess let's... Oh, we picked quite. I think we picked quite the week here. I think. Uh, I think this is <laughs> Griffin Yao is the stock. The Griffin Yao stock is all time highs right you, now. You timed it perfectly. <laughs> we did. Ted, you, go, get us started. Ted, uh, get us started. Let, let's start. Let's start. Uh, let's start with that goal. Uh, an incredible moment. Uh, tying goal. Uh, Paul Ariola was like the most hyped man in the stadium for you on, on that, which was cool to see. Uh, but take us through. Take us through that game. That goal. Uh, what did you see in the game? Uh, you know. Where like what, what what were your thoughts? What was going through your head? Was yeah. it, my answer might not be my, not much. I was just trying to make a play, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it was I. I we were obviously down two to one at the time, so I was you know kind of looking for a goal, and uh, I saw I saw the ball come in, and I didn't really notice much except I saw the keeper was out you know a little bit farther than he would probably like to be when the ball was hit uh, headed back out, so. <clears throat> there was there was really only one choice was to hit it in one touch. If I took another touch there, I think shot probably would have been closed down. So I was really really lucky enough to you know make that good of contact and uh, yeah, it, it just fell fell perfectly to be honest. You got it was you got your first. I think that was your longest stretch uh, so far. You got a full forty five minutes. Yeah, it, um, it really it was. What, what was it like to actually get to get into the game a little bit, sort of feel oh, the yeah. flow of the game? I'm yeah. sure that's a lot easier than coming in for ten minutes and just trying to make something happen. For sure, for sure. I mean, one, there exactly what you just said. I was super super happy because that was you know one of the longest stretches. I think the only other one I came in at halftime for the Philly game. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was a good one too. But but this one, it was you know, super. Toronto is one of the you know the mo- the best teams in the league to be honest, especially right now. And so to come in at halftime, I was honestly just really excited to to make an impact. And uh, yeah, that 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 definitely, like you said, being able to to get into the game a little bit more, you know, get my touches, get comfortable, and not you know be rushed in the last you know 80th minute, 85th minute. It was it was a lot better. Go ahead. So I'm, let's let's take a step back. So I think everybody. I I hope I I don't know if goal of the week is already done. Is it already is it already been voted on? If it hasn't been, I'm not sure. I haven't checked. If it ha- if it isn't done and you're listening to this somehow and haven't voted yet, you should vote for it. Vote for Griffin. Also, if you can figure out how to do whatever vote the uh, vote stuffing magic Montreal and Seattle <laughs> have done over the years. Uh, we this show is uh, you know we're we're not ag- we're not against uh, voter tampering uh, in this particular <laughs> needed. Um, so let's let's talk about your more the more general you know your whole experience here. Let's let's talk about last year. I think you got uh, you got you got some good opportunities uh, at some points last year. You got to start on the road, um, and, and then and then sort of things just sort of uh, I don't know they tapered off, but the number of opportunities sort of decreases as the year went along. Talk Definitely. about talk about what that was like your first year as a, as a pro getting, getting sort of those opportunities and sort of um, just, you know, was it, was it frustrating to have the things went down or is it something else that we don't, you know, the fans don't know. Necessarily yeah. Know I mean, honestly, definitely. It was, it was frustrating for me. Like, like you said, there was a point after I think the FC Dallas game where <clears throat> I wasn't really, I wasn't really in the, in the roster because we had, you know, I was normally just kind of playing Latin games and that was one 
because obviously, you know, that, that team was, was super full at the time. We had, you know, not really that many injuries. Everyone was healthy, you know, Wayne, we had everyone. So the, the roster opportunities were, you know, for a young player, super small. And also the world cup was coming up at the end of that year. So I eventually ended up just being with loud to kind of get minutes and, you know, have some game experience, some real game experience. So I could uh, be ready for the world cup, but <clears throat> yeah, like you said, there was definitely, you know, a ton of struggles and it, it, it definitely taught me as a player, you know, to, to really just grind through the ups and downs. It was that, that, that period of, of not playing, it was, it was really just a growing period for me. And yeah, it, it, it feels really good. I wouldn't even say I'm out the other side because I'm still, you know, growing, learning and developing, but it, it, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now. And just to quickly follow up on that. So this show always talks about, and Ted and I talk about it all the time, about young players sitting on the bench for DC United instead of playing with Loudon. Sort of the, the, the value of being in the 18, traveling, practicing all week, and then maybe not playing versus every week playing, you know, as close to 90 minutes as possible for Loudon. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the, 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 the levels are different, right? The, the, the professional environment's different than, than the USL level. No, no slight to USL, no, yeah. no slight to Coach Martin. But sort of settle, settle that for us as, as a young player who's developing. Where do you yeah. find your biggest value out of those two options? I think, like you said, I mean, no, no you know, disrespect to the USL League or all at, at any of the coaches, Coach Ryan for sure. I mean, that's a super high level, but when you get to the MLS, and I'm sure Coach Ryan can even vouch for this himself, it's, a, it's just a completely different breed at, at the MLS level. And, and that's training, that's games, that's, you know, the all-around environment, the, the, everything that you're in in a day-to-day basis is so much, you know, more intense, more professional, to be completely honest with you. So I loved I, – I didn't – I didn't love when I would have to train with Loudon, but I mean, obviously there were times where I would, I would be, you know, it would be, I can't train with DC all week and then just hop into the game. I'm going to have to do, you know, two days with DC, two days with Loudon so I can be comfortable with that team. But just because it's not that I didn't like it with Loudon, it's just really what I just said. The level was just completely different at DC. And, and for the games, for the games aspect, that's that's kind of the same as well. And for me at the time, it, it was probably better for me to be playing with Loudon because, you know, those games were super, super intense. I may not have had the right mindset. I may not have been, you know, prepared as a player at that at that time. But that was kind of all part of the all part of the growing period. And I think both kind of combined to, to give me a really good experience. So, so what you're saying, Griffin, is that training with Wayne Rooney is uh, a step up from training with Gordon Wild. I will not take that <laughs> Gordon Wild slander. For <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 trainings, the trainings with 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 Wayne and with Lucha, that that level was just ridiculous. You know, when you have everyone there and everyone is is going, it's you know, you, it's 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 really just another level. I think the way they used to do loans, Ted, with uh, with Richmond, I think they used to train all week with DC, mm-hmm. and it would come down just for game days to play with Richmond back when they used to do that. So, you know, it never went well. Like yeah, I don't, I can't <laughs> imagine. Loanies enjoyed it. But. I can't imagine. <laughs> there, there, there was. Let me tell you, Griffin. There were some players that I, when I would watch that that came down. There were some guys that were into it. Chris Durkin, I think, grew up here, so it was a little bit different. But there were there were guys that clearly. 
I can't even remember the guy's name right now, but there's one guy who came down here and it looked like he was just having, he was blow ba- blowing past players and scoring a bunch of goals and looked the most miserable I'd ever seen a player who was scoring yeah. goals. So yeah, uh, nobody's name. Nobody. We didn't know anybody. <laughs> Kyle Porter. That was Kyle Porter. That's. That, I just. It just came to me. Uh, Griffin, I wonder if you could talk. Was there anything you, you talked about the intensity of training and everything like that? I, I'm sure maybe those were maybe things you expected, but I mean, was there anything that sort of surprised you making that step up from or you know any moment they like, oh man I'm in the I'm I'm in I'm not in you know my uh, my youth teams anymore. This is this is the real deal and. You know, I'm being held to a higher standard. Was there anything that surprised you, sort of making that? Yeah, job? I think I think it it did surprise me, and it took me a little while to realize, you know, that it was just a different level. Because honestly, it, it was more more about just the standards that they hold you to each day. To be honest, the way that you come into training, the way you know you're on time every single day, and they're all you know keeping super super clean notice of that. Your, you know, your cleats are clean every day. Your, your, you know, it's just the little small details off the field. You know, you're in the weight room every day after the training session. The trainer doesn't have to tell you, you know, come into the weight room. You're already in there by yourself. It's just those things that, for me personally, it took me a little while to pick up on, just because I had some, you know, kiddish academy tendencies that I was still, you know, trying to do at the first team level, and it really just wasn't working. We uh, speaking of the the academy, we had a question from a listener, Angus. He wanted to know what that experience is, w- was like playing in the academy and going through that process. I think that you know, like the super the super fans, people who listen to this show, people who have spend their time listening to us talk about the team. <laughs> they would love to like really get an opportunity to to see those games and know what that's like, so that they can you know going up the levels, they know who to look out for and they know sort of they build that relationship with the, with the players. But like what? What was that like? Obviously, you've gotten to you've gotten to see that you've gotten to see loud and you've gotten to see DC. So a gradual level of professionalism increasing. But what was that? Uh, what was that process like for you going up? Yeah, those levels. I think I mean the academy. I can say nothing but positives for the academy. It was it was honestly one of the best experiences so far I've had in my soccer career, especially with with DC Academy. I mean they just right from the beginning kind of make you feel at home and make you feel comfortable. And with that being said, it's a lot more of a, like a, I wouldn't say fun, but just like a, they're less, they're less focused on some of those things that I was just talking about. So you're able to let free and be a little bit more loose and, and carefree. So it's, so it's, 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 it's just honestly a great experience. You're just having fun, you know, hanging out with your teammates and, and, and it's it's the big difference is you know on academy on on away trips you can go you know you're playing the games and the coaches are watching you then and you're training but then after you're in each other's rooms you're playing games you're eating junk food you're doing whatever like that and that's that's fun at the time right and then you know but if you try and carry that over into even you know Loudon even uh, DC both of those you know it won't slide. It won't slide at all. It makes sense for the age group, right? I think that <laughs> if they had you as regimented as they have the pros, as far as like lights out at this time, and yeah, I think there'd be some rebellion. I think. Oh yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. I wonder if you could talk. Uh, you know, obviously in, in the United States, the, this idea of you know, uh, number one, professional teams having developmental academies. 
you know, a lot of other sports, you know, that's on the colleges to sort of do that. And, you know, in, even when you're playing youth sports, if you're, you play well enough, the idea is you go to college. The, the, the concept sort of in America trying to, for U.S. soccer, trying to adapt the rest of the world's model. I guess, you know, when Dave sort of offers you, you know, that contract, I'm assuming it was Dave, it may have been, you know, somebody else, hey, you know, we, we think you're good enough, we think you can play. Was that like a, was it like a immediate decision, yes, I'm going to do this? Or was it a, you know, let's think about it? Because I'm, I'm sure maybe your parents, you know, when you're out there playing for the DC Academy, you know, maybe they're thinking, hey, maybe you're good enough. But they're also thinking, you know, college scholarships, a lot of those things. So what was that sort of decision process like? Was it immediate or was it, you know, maybe you had to think about it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now, it definitely wasn't immediate at all. I mean, it, it it took a lot of time because there was, at the time that the contract was offered, I was kind of, I mean, I don't mean to say this in a cocky way at all. I was just, I was kind of taking off. I was on an uprise uh, with the national team. And that was kind of bringing me a lot of attention from international, you know, MLS, just a, a lot of attention. So we were, we were trying to figure out if I was going to go, you know, maybe overseas, if I was going to not, you know, sign with DC, if I was going to sign with a club overseas and try over there, or if I was, like you said, going to just really pursue college opportunities and get an education. And, and that was, that was a, a very, very big option and a, a very important factor in, in deciding, but it, it did take a little bit of time. I think my parents, were more you know holding back and more you know thinking about it than me because at the time i was just like oh i just got offered a professional contract let's let's done deal i want to sign with adidas let's do everything it's done and you know my parents were a little bit more like let's really think this through and so that that kind of you know made the time a little bit longer but but i i also had some time to think it through and and think it over and made the make the right decision you were 16 when you signed right yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a 16 year old in the universe that would be like, you know what? We should do <laughs> <laughs> this over. Yeah. So I think that yeah. was probably good. Your parents were the, uh, the angel on your shoulder on that. Yeah. Uh, a follow up question on that sort of to go along with that is from uh, listener Evan Gregory, who I think has a birthday this week. Uh, ah, my birthday is coming up as well. Oh, there you go. Uh, do you, uh, what are your long-term aspirations as far as like playing overseas? A lot of players that's like their lifetime, lifetime goal. They're, they're, they're driving through that. MLS is a stepping stone. Granted, you're very early on in your career. You're now you're starting to to try to you know ground yourself here and, and get some exposure. What's your what's your ten year plan? My my honest plan in my career is I want to win the Champions League, not just playing it. I, I want to win win the Champions League. So whatever you know, whatever team in Europe is is you know in the Champions League at the time, whatever high level team, that is my ultimate goal. Whatever stepping stone I need to do to make it there, that is that's my ultimate goal for, for right now. So I'm ready to see you, sir. Now I think we've actually got an opportunity so that we might have an American uh, do that here pretty soon. So yeah, uh, to watch for, I'm ready to see you serving, serving, uh, serving a ball to uh, Saudi Obane or Mohamed Salah. I think I'm ready for that. They'd be, (laughs) (laughs) Salah might be walking around a little bit with maybe like with a, like with a walker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Sort of along those lines, knowing you don't have anything to compare this to because DC is your your first club, but what's it like to play for your hometown team where in a normal non-pandemic universe, all of your friends and family can come to any game, anytime you play? And then also as an aside, like how hard is it to uh, get tickets for anybody that wants to come? I assume that you have a you have a list of 
particularly because you're young, so you've got a lot of like peers that are like, sure, yeah, I'll come to the game. Yeah, Griffin, get me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely, I mean, it got to the point where we had like a limited ticket amount that we could have per player. I bet. So, because the games were filling up pretty good and uh, yeah, so that, that, that did get a little bit difficult. Um, but, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Yep. Oh, it was cutting out. Yep, we got you. Clear. Um, well, can you repeat the first part? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just, just you know, again, because you this is the team you played for. What is it like to play in the city or around the city where you grew up, and, and with you know the team that I assume you watched and, and maybe followed as a as a as a younger kid? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's 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 anything I could ever ask for as a kid, to be honest, because. You know, I do have some friends that are over in, in Europe right now, you know, playing and I can see the struggles that they're going through, you know, with being away from friends, being away from family. And it's 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 really, really difficult, honestly, being away from their girlfriend. It's it's you know, it's mentally super, super challenging, especially at a young age. So to be able to, you know, be here and although there are some struggles, you know, not not being able to play over there, not getting, you know, the exposure and whatever you want to say about European soccer. I mean, I, I being able to come home to my family every day and be comfortable and, you know, deal with the problems and, and really grieve with them is it's super, super helpful. I guess uh, one of the question, uh, sort of back back to the goal and, and how excited uh, Paul Rioli is. I, I guess one thing that kind of struck me is, and, you know, I, I guess you know you would expect a lot of other players, you know, to support you know your teammates and everything. But what's uh, what I found kind of interesting about that moment is that that's a player you're almost competing against uh, a little bit because he plays basically. I know Ben likes to you know move him down to the yeah. to the to the right the right side. But I mean, what does it mean for a guy who's you know, you're out there, you know, if, if, if coach gives you, you know, the starting job over him, you're, you're happy. Uh, so you're competing against Paul when he, when he's out there, what does it mean to have him just so amped for you when you score? You, he was, you were, you were pointing to him, I assume, right? Yes, you were pointing right yes, to him. Definitely. He was, he was, he was already in the corner of the stadium by the corner flag before I could even get there. And he was Ready. sitting right above our bench. I was, I was, it was ridiculous, but, but Honestly, having his, I've never, I've never looked at, and I don't think he has either. I've never really looked at him as, you know, of course I look at him as, as competition is in a way, because I look at everyone as competition. You know, I'm always trying to get that starting spot and, and get to my max potential. But for him, it's always been, you know, super, super friendly, super, super nice. He's, he's been the one guy from the very beginning. That's always, you know, helped me out when I'm down, realized when I am down, realized you know the the struggles that I might be going through because you know he was in my position at one time in in Tijuana you know going through the same thing so he can relate to that a lot and also relate to the the national team as well he he grew up playing for the youth national team and obviously he's killing it with the men's national team now but yeah we can we can just really relate on a lot of levels also, you know, outside of soccer. So he's been a, a great mentor, a great friend. And uh, that was a, that was a great moment. He was, I think he might've been more hyped than me. I can't even tell. <laughs> it was close. It was close. What is, uh, what is this team missing on the field without him this season? It, I think it's, I think it's major. What do you, what do you think? Yes. The energy, the energy that Paul brings is, is unmatched to be completely honest. The way that, 
his his motor from the beginning of the game, the first 10 minutes where you see him flying around, you know, pressing guys is the exact same you see from the, the 80th minute, the 90th minute, extra time. He's going because he just has this this desire, this passion and this and this work. He he always tells me, you know, we we may not be blessed, you know, Pipa for example, is, is, is he's got this natural thing where he's just able to, you know, you know, Messi is natural, you know, how people say you can't, can't teach what Messi has. He always tries to kind of, kind of tell me, you know, you can teach hard work and you can teach that energy and you can always have that. And that's what I think sets him different from everyone else, to be honest. He always has that. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. There's, there's, uh, as a fan, if there's a player in the 85th minute running back across the field to, to make a play in defense, even when we're down or when we're up, it's usually him. And yeah, that's a, time. that's a player that, that's a player that uh, you definitely notice when he isn't on the field. Big time. Let's, let's talk, you know, we're, we're about, we're wrapping up here, but let's, let's talk about this year. So I think that there's, I can't imagine a more challenging year as far as the starts and the stops and the, and the injuries as of late. Um, I think that there's been, uh, you know, the offense has been, I think all parts of the team, the game have had different periods of struggle. Uh, the defense has, was eluding the team early on in the year. The offense sort of, sort of went AWOL here as, in the restart. Uh, I think in the last couple of games, we've seen some progress there. I think we're, 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 we're going to get some players back. Uh, we'll actually have a full complement of, of players here pretty soon, hopefully, or a near complement. Yeah, what, what, you know, in the, being in the room and being uh, being there with the team, like, what do you see as the as the, you know, what 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 are fans not noticing as far as we we see the we see the end results and we see the the, the trouble scoring or the trouble shooting in some of the games. Yeah, what, what are we missing? I think I think uh, there's there's a lot of you know personal things that guys are going through right now. I'm not sure if you hear you know with the media with you know. Obviously, Bill was out for, for a couple of games with just some personal reasons. And, and, and that's everyone is dealing with their own with their own personal things that obviously the fans don't see. But but also during this time, what they also don't see is is us growing. And although there are, you know, I, I see guys down and I see guys, you know, like you said, some of some of the defense, some of the midfield, the offense, the, the whole team has gone through struggles this year. But each time that they've gone through struggles, I've seen them grow and I've seen them you know, get out of it. Like you said, the defense was, you know, a little bit sketched during the, the bubble, but you know, now you see that they, they look solid. They look super solid. And you see, you can see that they've been working on it. They've been growing. And that's the same with, you know, every, every part of our team, goalkeeper, defense, offense, midfield, each time that we fall, DC United kind of has this, this character that we can, you know, come back and grow and, and, and really learn. You, you you mentioned Bill. I got to say that that nothing. You know, it's kind of amazing how how tight of a locker room you guys have. Not that yeah. not that we were asking, but it, it's impressive that you know you guys are able to keep those things to yourself. And that's been the case really for as long as Ben has been the coach. Oh yeah, you guys have a very tight locker room. Definitely, and not a Definitely. lot of because because when it's when it's personal like that, you know, it's it's just you don't really know what they're going through. It's not really your your. You just got to respect them. It's not really your your point to to speak on it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, last question from me: uh, How excited are you to commute to Loudon next year for practice at the new uh, at the new training facility? Uh, whenever that actually gets built, I, I, I have to admit, I, we asked Ben a long time ago: uh, Are you moving? Like, are you going to drive gets, from DC? Well, 
<laughs> I have I have no idea on the on the status of that or or any type of update. I hope it gets built. I hope it's it's almost done being built. I have I really have no idea. That would be great though because it's a it's an hour hour ten in the morning every day. Hour ten back. It's not good. Loudon is kind of right there. So oh you so you live out that way? Yeah, I live uh, northern Virginia, like Fairfax okay. area, Centerville. Well, so you you might yeah. be one of the few players that's actually jazzed about that. <laughs> yeah, I need that. I really need that. <laughs> all, the, all the DC guys are like, I don't. We'll get. Oh to yeah, the DC guys hate it. Yeah, <laughs> they they don't mind going over to Arlington for the yeah. St. James, or whatever. But yeah, I I, I I was just curious. That's a if that were me, I mean that's like my commute when, back when I used to go to the office. So I uh, I would empathize for anybody who has to make that trip. But yeah, it would be nice to have your own place though. I would assume. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Griffin. Well, I think that's that's all we got for you today. Uh, best of luck tomorrow. Get some rest. Uh, gotta you gotta drive out, go out to the Music City, uh, sir. So uh, definitely a best of luck to you to you at that game. Um, keep yeah, everybody as healthy as you can, please. We need we need yeah. no new injuries. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> heading up into Wednesday. So uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Get a big three tomorrow. Yep, yeah, big three points. That's what we want. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, it's been Griffin Yao, and we will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos.